everyone welcome to the stakes is high podcast a real podcast having real conversation with real people and i am jones what up everyone thanks for tuning back in to the stakes is high my brother tc man appreciate you last week man coming by coming back man and shining you know doing a thing man hopefully we'll see you soon um but man appreciate you um you know coming back and blessing the show man and happy anniversary brother i know uh, you guys are out celebrating uh i think it's this weekend man but anyway man you know shout out to you and your beautiful bride man um congratulations on one year man seemed like it flew by but yeah man so we'll be waiting waiting for you to get back brother um if you want to listen to that episode please tune in and go to all the podcast um networks wherever you can find your your local podcast your your major podcast you can find us on soundcloud you can find us on google play stitcher soundcloud iHeartRadio, spotify and apple Podcasts. if you go to apple Podcasts, please make sure you uh rate leave a review do all that good stuff man tell you know tell your friends and family that they can find us there also if you want to find us on social media you can find us at the stakes is high pod that is on um facebook and instagram also twitter yeah go there man try to interact with us there if you have any questions and you want to um you know any questions concerns also if you want to be a guest or know someone who wants to be on a, be a guest on the show uh please hit us up at stakes is high pod at gmail.com chill all right sorry man i'll be i'll be chopping that up but tc man i'm glad you 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 uh you cleaned it up last week man but anyway man please tune in there um and all those platforms, man, save them. Like I said, send them to your friends and family. And uh, yeah, man, we got about almost 250 episodes in and we got a lot of content. So yeah, rock with us and come back and return. Welcome to the new listeners. Um, hopefully you enjoy what you're about to hear. I got a returning guest. Man, it's been, whew, man, how long has it been, bro? Uh, either five or six years one of the two man yeah bro so uh let me might have been my first podcast yeah bro i remember so let me tell let me tell the listeners shout out to tion man tion uh one of my frat brothers he hit me up and was like yo i have someone that i want to um I want you to, I know someone that has someone that wants to be, you know, that I think would be a good guest on your show. Like, all right, bro, for sure. Matter of fact, it was me and C. Shout out to Candace. Uh, we were we were doing the show together and we were meeting at the Marriott at the time. And he was like, yo, uh, this brother has a story. He just got like he just got out of prison. He is uh he, he's an author, you know, he has a great story. I'm like, let's bring him on, man. And um as soon as we came out, man, I remember, man, you was uh you was you was a great guest, bro. You was very it's interesting, man, to see like the progression of like your personality from when I first met you you was real like you know what I'm saying kind of I wouldn't say standoffish you was just like I'm 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 watching the room you know what I mean and as we talked man it was just you know and your story was amazing and we just had a great show but um man tune back into that I'm gonna find out the number of that episode and I should have had that already ready but man we had a good show man and we talked about your book and just like your journey that you've gone through man so man I'm I'm happy to have you back brother I got we got Shane Shepard in the house. What's up, brother? 
No doubt. How you doing? I'm happy to be back. I'm happy for you to have me, man. Man, man. Bless more than I should be, man. Thank you, man, for coming back, bro. Uh, I know we chatted a couple times, man, back when you was living here uh, through Messenger and, you know, just the time never worked out about you coming back, man. I, I've been I've been paying close attention to you, man, because we're Facebook friends and you're very active on Facebook, man. So we got a lot to talk about, man. You know what I mean? And just, you know, just, uh, just the journey since our last show of just like you know it seems like you've had a lot going on uh as far as transitionings and just now that i see you moved i ain't know that man till you told me so man what's uh what's what's been going on man how's uh have how was uh like you know the author in you how did you transition from that and try to move on with it or did you how how that what happened there bro well um when i did when i first put those books out. My intentions was to get my fictional readers to grow with me and transition over into my nonfiction work. Because I, I want to elevate you. You know, I don't want to just entertain you. I want to entertain you and educate you and or elevate you along the journey. And so what I what I realized was being an author in that city at that time kind of made me famous, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I started signing autographs and people was kind of lining up in places and I'm signing them and people, it kind of made me feel weird. Okay. Because at that time, it wasn't time for that. I still had a lot of work to do with Before You Fall. So I needed to be very accessible. I needed to be very normal. I didn't need the fanfare that early on. And it kind of happened outside of my kind of control. And it wasn't profitable enough for me to allow. That's like, you know, a lot of people want to be famous before they rich. Uh, you see what I'm saying? And so the fame was coming along with it. And I'm recognized everywhere I go, but I, it wasn't as lucrative as I needed it to be. And so I pivoted very early on. Uh, and so what I decided to do was take my fictional work and put it first. Mm-hmm. And I'll come back to my nonfiction work at some point. But my fictional work became the springboard by which my organization was created. And everything you see was based on my literature. So it succeeded. It just succeeded in a roundabout way. You know what I mean? No doubt. No doubt. And before we go on, man, can you give a little background of like the journey? Like, you know, it doesn't have to be long, but just for the people who may not have listened to that first episode we did together, you know, can you kind of give them where you were at before we met? And like, you know, just kind of like a little background of, of okay. like- uh, well, I, I, when I met you, man, I want to say I had been maybe home months. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so, like you said, I was very raw, uh, watching the room, stand out. <laughs> you could be in a room full of people and you know what's going on, but they don't. So, you still got to act like yeah. you. <laughs> uh, but I had plans then, man. I had I was looking at the, at the world and the city through rose colored lenses still. Mm-hmm. I was 12, you know, fresh off of 12. And, you know, you I'm still thinking people won't. Uh, help or change and so I had this all this ambition to do so much stuff but uh, I ended up being a trash man early on I was a temporary I worked for nine six months as a temporary trash man got on as the trash man uh, worked there for a year got on as a driver worked there for about seven or eight months and then I stepped away to pursue before you fall full term because I realized that I had some information and things that other people I don't think were privy to because they wasn't they wasn't dealing with like empirical data. Okay. So I was able to be inside the trenches and see exactly what was needed. And so that was kind of my early on welcome back uh, into society. And, and that's what I've been on ever since. Yeah. And 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 again, like, what would you because you, you said you did 12 years, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, and what was that? What was your charge? You know, the twelve years that you did? Because I want to, I want people to see what you. Oh no! Been. Now, now yeah. the, now yeah. Appreciate yeah. you for asking that. <laughs> I was charged with being a violent uh, felon in possession of a weapon. Okay. So in my younger days, I was a rah rah. You know what I mean? I was a young dude that was, I was with it, and I lined myself up to become uh, targeted by the feds as as they as they doing young men now for being violent. You know what I'm saying? When I was being violent back then, the feds would come and grab you. So. I fell into that, and uh, when I got in the police car, I thought it was the worst thing that could ever happen to me. And upon completing the 12-year sentence, I realized it was probably one of the best things that ever happened to me. Yeah, I know you told us that in the first episode. You yeah, was like, hey, I hey, still hey. stand on that to this day, man. That's cool, man. Yeah. Um, let's transition, bro, because I, I, I seen, you know, of course, when we, when we met and then there was, um, I guess as I watched, I saw 
a, a transition from, of course, like I said, when when I met you, you were still kind of you were scoping the room. You still was on um, almost on like penitentiary code. You was like, I'm like, what up, man? Kind of like and you was you was you was pleasant and you was respectful. But you was still like I said, you was on guard. Like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm peeping my every corner. But um, from that, you know, I start seeing you do Facebook lives. I start seeing this personality came out. And bro, it was like an energy you was giving, man. I was smiling. I'm like, yo, I'm seeing. And I told Tian, I'm like, because Tian doesn't have Facebook. And um, I told him, I'm like, bro, I'm like, man, you remember Shane that I had on the show? I was like, yo, man, dude is, is, is blossoming to something like huge, man. I'm just like, I'm watching this transition. I'm watching this journey. And, um, you know, uh, I guess I guess I kind of want to go in that, man, where because you start touching the community, man. I start seeing you out in the trenches with your own Facebook live and your your I seen your organization grow. So let's go from there, man. Like when when did you start seeing that you had opportunity in that space to where even just like you felt like your personality had to change from that prison personality that you had when I first met you to the outgoing, outspoken, you know, uh, person that you became on Facebook? Well, one thing about me, man, I got I got a lot of sense and I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at. And so during that time, man, I, I had mentors, men, grown men, adult males, and all of them were 45 or better. Uh, so they was veterans, some of them in church, some of them work for the city, some of them old retired gangsters that if, I, if you know their name, you'd be like, man, I heard of him. So I was tapping into anybody who I felt like could, could help me make this transition because I, I, I don't know if a lot of people realize it, but 12 years is enough to reshape your whole personality <laughs> and everything about you. And so for me, like you said, when I came home, I still was fresh off of a 12 year sitting. So in my brain, this is that. And then, like you said, when I got out here, people start telling me like, ease up. I'm like, ease up. <laughs> like, oh, like this, what do you mean? So I had to do reflecting. And then I learned, man, I said, I, I went and took some etiquette classes for, with a lady, man. She was Serious? a yeah, oh, she dope. was a law professor, man, and she she took her time with me and showed me how to eat with the right salad fork, which fork had a whole, you know, what to do when I walk in the room. Like, she groomed me. It took probably about 90 days. I went through a boot camp. What made you do that, though, man? Because I knew I needed to, because I'm, uh, I was the executive director and the founder of a nonprofit organization. So being that I do write the work and I do implement the work, I still had to be the one to walk in and try to make the moves at that yeah. time. So I needed to be polished up, you know what I'm saying? And so I can admit that my my bravado and my persona and everything about me works in the trenches, but it's really frowned upon in other places and other spaces. Yeah. It's taken wrong. So I went through uh, just kind of rediscovering myself out here because I knew in order to make it, I didn't have time to like be looking in the past and trying to catch up. I had to like just dive in and just kind of start making it make sense. So I would say I discovered that I could, it took 16, 17 and 18 and it took my father and my sister to die. So my father and sister died in a five month period. And when they, yeah, when they, my father died of a heart attack uh, based on, I wanted, I think it was the fentanyl, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm almost sure, but medical records say a heart attack, but I know what that play was. And then my sister was murdered five months later, over $2,000 worth of like pills or weed or some small shit, right? Excuse my language. No, you're good. It's a, uh, it's a dog. It, almost, it, it broke me. You dig what I'm saying? It took all the fight. Why would I want to help anybody else do anything? I really want to turn back into a savage. Mm. So I had to go into prayer mode and really like go into myself and really ask myself, like, what do you want? Because if you don't want this, it's going to drag you fast like a parachute because you just lost everything that was your family. Right. <laughs> But I, I went back into self and I re I recalibrated and I decided to use those two people's memories as momentum. You dig yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. some people say that and I done seen some dudes go out on the court. My girl, my dad tonight, I'm gonna get 50. I had one of them type of sprees, but it it lasted for like three years. Mm. You dig what I'm saying? And by the time I put my head up, I had acquired uh two properties that was side by side, lots that I'm turning, you know, gonna turn to a community garden. I bought one of my childhood homes. Uh, I, I acquired another property over in the, a little bit of area, probably about a mile away from where I grew up in my community. Uh-huh. And I was able to open up a, a residential treatment facility um, that housed 12 young men that served 40 yeah. days throughout the summer. So in that three year span of me having to recalibrate myself, I put my head down and man, I looked up and everything that you guys saw, I kind of done it on autopilot, you know what I'm saying? 
man i want to talk about that man because um i i i, I want to go into that what you just spoke about you know the organizations and, and and that was a lot of things that i seen was highlighted because honestly bro as i was watching your transition and your journey like i said i was watching you know from the outside looking in you know what i mean I'm, I'm watching from the facebook lives and i'm just watching from you know facebook post and you know I, I like like i said man i, I know i know I, I hit you a couple times on um you know through through the messenger like yo bro let's 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 connect again you know and everything like that but i guess my, my question to you man um all in all let, let's talk about that journey man because really if i tell someone your story and then everything you just said is kind of like, bro, how did you do that? A lot of people would say luck. A lot of people would say prayer. A lot of people tell us your journey, man, because you had a lot going on from the time you got out of prison, just the transition and what you do and, and, and not taking away from your hard work, because I know it took a lot of hard work. But like you had to have people trust you. You had to to go out and people, you know, like tell us what man, what what was that? How was that, man? And and talk about, you know, again, let's go into the details of, you know, the programs that you had. Well, I read a book, man, when I was incarcerated, man. It was called The Spook That Sit by the Door. Right. And in that book, the man was a part of the army or the CIA, so to speak. And they thought he was just a stupid nigga. Mm-hmm. They would let him sit over by the door while they have these very important meetings. Learning. And he was learning the whole time. And what he did was he took everything that he learned from them and he implemented it in the inner city of Chicago back in the 60s or 70s, I yep. want to say. Yep. And it, it was so impactful what he was able to do based on the information that he gathered out of that room. And so I said that to say, I had to embody that mentality. You know what I mean? They the IMPD, the city of Indianapolis, Marion County, the state of Indiana, they know who Shane Shepard is. They got, they've been documenting all of us since we were born, but specifically those ones of us who've caused problems and getting incarcerated. So you got a running record of who I really am. Let you tell it. Mm-hmm. What you didn't have was a record of the 12 year transition that I had made in my life. So you never met the new guy. So. I was up against so much opposition that often nights I didn't think I was going to make because I would have police officers from the past pop up like he going to be running harding within two weeks or we still looking at you for this or we still looking at you for that. I'm like, you know, hey, do what you got to do. But I know what I'm out here to do. I was sent back to this realm of existence for a reason because God didn't have to be that good to me. He could have let me right away like so many others. But like so many others say they sell they soul some people sell they soul to the to the rap game or they sell they soul to this i sold my soul to god mm. it never came out pounding my chest like a lot of people do with that i'm a christian i'm saved and you're not I was <laughs> every day and i'm in church but in that in them dismal crypts called prison i had to make a deal with god man you know mm. what i mean i know he don't negotiate with terrorists so it was me doing the negotiating mm. and i made some promises to him and i'm gonna still keep them between me and him because that's what that is but the things that I promised to stand on, I knew it was going to be hard. I knew it was going to be met with opposition. I knew it wasn't going to be very fruitful financially. But I told myself, you got five years, man. I run into a brick wall for five whole years, no matter what happens. And at that moment, then I reevaluate. So what y'all all saw, I call it my Michael Jordan room. I got stuck an extra year because of the things that happened in my life in early 2021 but I was supposed to be already done by the end. So what you're seeing now, me transitioning, me living in the sunshine state, this was mm-hmm. already predestined because I planned this the day I, I before I even got out. Me and my first wife's plan was to move to Florida in five years. Mm-hmm. But when I was there in, in Indianapolis, I worked so hard, my dude. Like I'm responsible for at least about four programs that's still running right now. That was my I, next question. Yeah, that I was going to ask about. So I, I, let's let's talk. Let's before you go there, man. Let's. I mean, let's give shine to the programs, bro, because I want to know exactly what they are, and uh, then I want to transition because just like I saw, I'm like I saw the I saw the the transition from the first time I met you at the Marriott and I seen this, you making me smile. And then I also want to talk about the things I'm like, yo, I'm going to call Shane and be like, bro, what's up? You, you, you off your, you off your, you off your box, bro. What's happening? I want to talk about that too. Yes, sir. It's open door for me. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. So let's talk about the pro. You heard about me, bro. You more than welcome to ask me because you're media. That's what you do. No doubt. No doubt. Not being messy. 
you drawing it out. So please make yeah. your make yeah. it one of ones. Okay. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, details, man, because I don't get into that. And that's not what my platform is. But I I, I do want to, you know, hear it from you because I've seen the, you know, I, I you know, I seen back and forth on Facebook with some other cat. And I'm, I'm like, I, that ain't, I, I ain't on that. I just kind of want to know, like, you know, yeah. like the ups and downs. We got to talk about that, too. So but first, before that, bro, let's talk about the programs. You said there's still programs running and everything like that. So a lot of what I was able to do, and this is how I figured out how to work. I would try something, mm. see if it works with my boys, and then take my boys across town and connect them with other programs who have boys so they can be the example of how this works. Mm. And in my, and what I'm trying to do is I want to draw your lead. So I would draw dudes from the east side. And shout out to John Grice. Shout out to Al Montgomery. Uh, um, shout out to Anthony Hampton, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so many dudes, and these are dudes who I, me and John Grice, we still talk on a daily basis. Me and them other two, we we won't never talk again. However, they still, me and I respect their manhood, and I respect that they still do work in the city. But those dudes, I was I was paid by Edna Martin um, a, a nice sum of money to go out and select five programs and then sow equity into them programs. Hmm. So I had to go actually select the five guys, build them up, get their LLCs together, get them everything they needed and turn them into community-based organizations like myself. And I done that. I done it to the degree that all five or six of us started putting in grants and they wasn't ready for the grant round. I was already two or three years ahead of them. But what happened was all of those guys that I trained and I taught and we went out to Oakland and got the training. All of them now work for the city of Indianapolis in the capacity of the violence interrupters. Mm. Right. And it's a good thing and a bad thing. I'm going to say this is why it's good and bad. It's good because they got a good group of guys. I couldn't say that they wasn't a good group of guys because I selected most of them. Not, not most of the original six. Those are my handwork. Okay. The reason why I say it's not good is because you took dudes out of our community that was based in their own areas that had their own ideas about how they needed to serve our community. And you sucked them into what your programming is and your programming, no, no government's programming is conducive to what we really need as a community. Mm. But those individual men, as they was working, you had Hemp out South, you had Al B out East, you had John Grice a little further East, you had me West, you had, um, D. Ross Post Road, and then you had all the stuff in the middle. So we was starting to kind of galvanize the youth aspect of it, which is what you see is out of control now. The grown people gonna be grown, they're gonna do what grown people do. Yeah. Let the police deal with them if that's what y'all gonna do. Yeah. But we yeah. took our eyes off the prize, which was those 16 to 24s, because that's not where the federal government had kicked the money to the city to pour it into. So mm -hmm. it's a lot to it, but those okay. those programs, not only that, but there's programs now where I have a pipeline of young men still to this day, right? And they still live in one of my houses right now. It's four of them. Like they, own, they all are independent living. All of them turned 18. All of them got jobs. Every last one of them have a job. Been having it for about a year now. That's so they true. succeeded. All of these young men succeeded. And so right now what I do is I connect them to other people's programs. Uh, nice. Most of the time, I, I end up do I do it for my boys, but a lot of people don't have this caliber, this quality of boys to take into their program. So sometimes you'll see a group on TV and they overhear it maybe Adrian Russell's building camp. And every boy of certain ages, they come from my program still right now to this day. But I don't get on Facebook and say, hey, we still doing it. Yeah. I, 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 because at one point I had an ego with this work. I needed you to know this me because, and I'm going to go back to a weakness that I had. I came home and I had a feeling of inadequacy. Mm. I felt like I wasn't good enough, but everybody who I ever met told me, Hey bro, you a genius, man. Like, I don't know if you know this, but you're a flat out genius. Like everything that you try to learn, you figure out and you master it right away. So I came to the crib and you know, we got this stigma on us, ex-con or convict criminal. And so you start believing that and you start to buy into that. But I, I was a, ex-con that had three successful business ideas and I, I say successful now because all of them work. I had six books done and I came home and learned what I needed to do to start my own publishing company, started it, dropped my book and put it out within five months. So mm -hmm. I was, once I started getting little wins, I started saying, hold on, man, I'm actually pretty good at this. So my, 
when I wouldn't get the credit that I felt like I deserved, I would feel belittled. Yeah, yeah. Or I would go into a room where I know I wrote all six of these grants that y'all talking about me and my business partner. I would talk, she would take type. And these would go into papers and people was up there taking pictures and shaking hands. And yeah, I wrote that. Yeah, man, I can see that, bro. I mean, you got to think, man, you know, a lot of times with all of us, man, when we step into a new journey of life and especially if it turns out to be successful or you start seeing a little it's somehow some way. No matter what we're doing, if we lose sense of the sense of ourselves, you'll get humbled. Yep. You know what I mean? And and I mean, you bro, you accomplished a lot after spending 12 years in the prison to coming out. Like you said, man, it was just, you know, um, you had I, I should. I'm glad you were able to check that and be like, man, I, you know what I mean? That eagle is something that can that can destroy everything you do. It cost me way more than I even let you on to yet. Like when you get into that, what you was going to ask me, I'm going to. I can finally admit what it cost me now. I couldn't even admit it for like six months. I couldn't say it out loud. I can say it out. This will be the first time I say it out loud, but I I can say it out loud. Now I've healed. Damn, that's cool, man. I'm glad you did, bro. So let's go on into that, man. So um, like I said, man, throughout throughout the um, the journey of me, you know, paying close attention to you, man, I felt personally connected. I'm like, yeah, that's his first interview out of prison. You know what I mean? Like I felt personally connected to you. And um like I said, I start. I, I saw the shine, and the next thing I know, man, I start seeing a lot of interjection. I seen you making like meeting with, you know, um, the mayor. I start seeing great things, man. I'm like, yo, Shane is killing it. And then there was some transitioning, right? Um, I start seeing, you know, Facebook posts. I start seeing you responding to Facebook posts. I start seeing you, you know, doing lives. I'm like, yo, man, what is going on? You know, of course, I didn't know you personally enough to be like, yo, Shane, what's up? But I just kept I kept my eye out. I'm like, let's see how he handles this. And um, I saw you defending yourself a lot. And I'm like, man, he's defending himself to pay Facebook post to somebody who probably don't even don't even really matter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I just seen you just kind of like, you know, and then, you know, um, after that, I start seeing your Facebook lives go less and less. And I was just like, all right, what happened? And then I think I reached out to you. Uh, I, I, I guess we didn't talk then. And then, you know, there was a, you know, a post came up and you was like, yeah, let's do it again. I was super happy to hear you. But man, let's go through that, man. Where did it start? You know what I mean? What happened? It just kind of made me, like I said earlier in the podcast, I just seemed like they was knocking you off your box that you was securing and a point to where I was like, I see confidence. I seen, and then I seen it like you not got not like they was knocking you off your box a little bit. You know what I mean? So let's go there, man. What, what happened, man? And I mean, this is just about the growth. And like you said, I'm glad you said you grew from it and you can admit Let's go there, man. What happened? Uh, well, you know, I, when I, me, I, I come from a different era. I come from, I was raised in the 90s, born in the 70s, but I say I'm, I was raised in them 90s streets. And so it was a certain level of loyalty that just come with everything I do. Mm -hmm. if I'm loyal to you until Fred Jones crossed me, I'm loyal to him. Your, your mama could cross me, your brother. If you didn't do it, I'm going to stick with you. And I, 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 I kind of have that expectation. So. I came in this business, and if anybody know me, you'll be you'll know who I'm talking about because I can't speak this person's name. Because about a year ago, maybe about six months, this person ran and put a restraining order on me and told me where I can't even speak this person's name on social media. What it was was I was me and this person was real close, like okay. siblings, and we was attacking, working so many different places and ways, and when it came time to certain things, there became big eyes and little U's. Mm. So this person who was very, very close to me and this person works for downtown and the person pulled the chair from up under me. Right. And and I didn't kind of know how to take it. And so I was I was angry and bitter at this person because, you know, exactly what's going on. You with me every day. Mm -hmm. You see this what's going on. But when it came time to make a decision, whether I'm going to say my job or tell the truth about what's going on with you, I'm, I'm going to just save my job. So. That was the first kind of straw that start pulling at the camel, at, at, at unraveling me. And then it hit me from another angle. Uh, 20, I'm gonna say about a 22 year old street thing popped up, right? And my reaction to it was terrible. I can admit that now, right? My reaction to it was terrible because how dare you, anybody, 
interfere with God's work. That's how I feel. Not how you coming at Shane Shepard or how yeah. That ain't it. If you've been watching me, you've seen my hand has been blessed and I'm doing nothing but positive work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm helping young people, old people, children, the mothers. I'm going to juveniles. I done paid bonds. I paid for funerals. Like, I'm in it. I'm, I'm really immersed in this. Mm-hmm. But when it came to me that somebody would rather me not be present no more in the city, my ego jumped in the way. Mm-hmm. Because in reality, now that I think back, you know what I should have said? You're right, man. My bad. Because if I'm not prepared to go the distance right here, right now, I ain't talking about nothing. Mm. I'm just bumping my guns. And when you say, yeah, and when you say something, a 22-year... Yeah. So back in in them dusty 90s that I was just speaking about, the whole West Side, we was cowboys, everybody. If you wasn't a cowboy, you kind of stayed in when the Cowboys was out. Mm-hmm. I was not only a cowboy, I was like one of the main Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, so I knew coming home from the box, man, that everybody don't like you, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not even a question, do they all like you? But most of them respect you. Mm-hmm. And what happened was, you know, you would have one dude and you would see one of your ops and he'll see you and he, man, what's up, man? But then you see him with another one. Uh, he a little tougher. Uh, and then when it popped up, they was about four or five. Then came back out. Now you can step this one on one, and not even one on one. Anybody who know me from the streets know, like I ain't just a dude that you just want to bother. Mm-hmm. I ain't tough for nothing. But you just, I ain't the dude you pick out of a crowd and just bother. Mm-hmm. So when if I had thought about that the day he bothered me, I'd have knew, bro. They, they somebody trying to pull you off the square, man. This is it. This is what you always knew, and it's going to be your own people. I always told myself, it ain't going to be white people at the top of me. It's not white people that try to take It's going to be my own. I didn't take it well, because I'm thinking, we got to be smarter than this as a people. I'm a positive voice for black people, strong, masculine, black males. At least give me that. But yeah. the dude, they, they, they didn't honor that. And so this is this the funny part. I'm not a pump faker, and I wasn't pump faking when I was on Facebook, but I was acting all outdoors. The whole time you saw me in all black, and I was riding, guess where I was at? Mm. On my way from Indianapolis to Atlanta. But I didn't want nobody to go tear up all my properties. I I wanted them to think I was playing offense. And that's where I messed up, because I'm so convincing that everybody fell for, and they thought I was really out in the streets doing foolishness. But Mm. I wasn't. What I did was I bluffed enough to make you think Oh, he ain't ducking no wreck at all. But yes, I am, because I don't want to go where, where this going to take us to. I don't want to end up in the ground. And I don't want to put you there. And I damn sure don't want to end up in the people penitentiary. Mm-hmm. So I don't. my best thing to do is I got to just go. But I, as a man, I got this much stuff, this much going. I can't leave right this second. I got to, like, go check. I got five or six houses right here just full of swinging. So... I'm going to go, but I'm going to go. I, I need a little while. So I pulled my wife to the side and my son. I said, hey, listen, this is my this is my plan. I'm going to bluff a little bit. Y'all pack. When I get through bluffing, we hitting the road, and then I'll be able to move back and forth to get it. Because, you know, it's hard when you dealing with real street dudes. It's, it's not a game. This shit ain't right. sweet. CMTV is real. Yeah. But I messed up because I, I bluffed too well, and I pumped faked on social media too well, and everybody mm. fell for it. But why would I throw it away? when I'm the one that kind of sacrificed it all to make it where I had made it to. So Yeah, man. Was there people in your corner, man? Was they like, yo, let it go? Like, cause you had a, you had built a team, man. You had built a team. And one of the things you said, I remember like you took a lot of people took it wrong. Um, and I think it was, uh, I think you came out and I remember you spoke, uh, it was at an event. And one of the things you said was you was like, I build my businesses. I surround my businesses by women. And you gave your point, but people took it totally wrong. I'm like, no, what he's saying is the women that's been in my life have been loyal. I know they're going to handle their business. You you said it clear. And I was like, no, nah, what he said. And they took it as like you was on some womanizer stuff. And I was like, nah, y'all. And it was just, I think at this moment, bro, I think it was just like, again, man, I just saw it as not knowing all the details of everything. I just saw like it was an attack of your character. And I was just like, yo, somebody need to grab him and be like, don't fall for it, dog. Don't fall for it. And I would like to shed light on that first part where, um, 
about having women around me, right? You ever watch the movie Black Panther, the one we all fell in love with? Uh, come on, man. <laughs> so his mother and his sister were his main two. Then he had five or six that was his security, the mm -hmm. women. Then he had a group of men that was his real security. Everybody in the movie traded on the dude, but except the for <laughs> except for the women, homes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you got to think about this in your life. I, I'm, I call myself an alpha male. I'm a lion. Mm -hmm. Me and you, we could sit in the same room and have as much as ambition as we want to, but eventually, somehow, we're gonna become competition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we got five or six lionesses in the room, they gonna get behind Fred and say, "Listen, man, I believe in Fred. Every since I've been home, and I can run down a list." There's been one man, two men, that have stood on that business beside me. Everybody else has been a female. That law professor I told you about, mm -hmm. she, she kind of like made me in the town. The other lady who I just told you about that got a restraining order on me that I used to be real cool with that I can't talk about. Yeah. I still love the lady and she kind of helped make me in this town. There's another lady who I don't even like to speak to when I see her because something happened between us and there's a lawsuit pending, but this black woman, and I'm going to say her name. Her name is Tanya McQuarrie, right? Mm -hmm. That woman put my boots on in the biggest way out of anybody in this city. That woman, the first woman that told me, hey, man, don't keep going nowhere talking for free. They using you. You got books. You got curriculums. I'm going to show you how to put yourself in a position to earn. Yeah. And that day four, I had been doing free stuff for two years. And that lady pulled me and said, I see something in you, black man. Put me on. Push me out the door. So when you go back and look at who's been instrumental in my life since I've been home, it's been women the whole entire time. And none of the women I just named you, I've never been with not a single one of them. My business partner, when I was in Indianapolis, Misha Wise, swear to God, coldest woman I know with a with brain, I ain't met nobody like that. The woman is a multitasking beast. When mm -hmm. I say, I, ain't nothing I can do when I was there without her assistance because I didn't have the technological skills. I didn't have the network. That woman had degrees, AKA. So I just, I said, yeah, I'll let this You know what I mean? And shout out to Misha, man. I know her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Misha. Man. I always yeah. say that. Yeah, but yeah. It, it ain't just her. It was a lot. But yes, sir, you asked me something. I got what you, I knew what you meant, bro. I was like, I know what he's saying. What are y'all, they trying to t twist it and turn? I'm like, nah, man. But anyway. And out the back room, when you asked me, she just ran out. I was like, you said, was anybody with you, around you at the time, trying to help you? And she ran out there like, hell no. Nah. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why, man. And I respect it, though. This is my first time addressing my constituent. This is why I understood it. Fear is a mug, huh? Mm. And when you tell people that somebody's capable of doing the thing that you told people I was capable of doing, yeah, that would scare me, too. And sure. tell me that people trying to hurt this guy and they really serious, then of course people supposed to say, I don't let me watch and see. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Okay. So the, the closest ones is who hurt me. I expect the stranger, you, some people on Facebook that don't know me, yeah, man, I've got to stay away. But the ones that I put on and yeah. groomed and pulled their boots up out here in the streets, they ran yeah. on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, for sure, man. They hurt me, man. Man, so let's fast forward, man, and just skip all the all the the in between, man. Um, what was the final straw? What was the end of that chapter? The, what happened to where you had to be like, all right, I'm 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 you know kind of step away. Like I said, I, I seen you go from on Facebook every day, and then you were still kind of like, like I said, I seen the transition. I seen the high. I seen the low. You know, addressing this and Facebook posts and and I was just. I, I, I was just like, you know, like I said, man, I wish somebody had been like, bro, chill. You see what they're trying to do. However, that didn't happen. And what was like, you know, um, what what happened like at the end of that chapter? You know, I know you said there's some lawsuits and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, What's going on? Oh, that was already pending. But I left the city May 7th last okay. year and I haven't returned. So I went to Atlanta. I stayed in Atlanta. I, I came down, I went to Florida, and I chilled down there for about a month and a half because I got a man, my dudes is all over the state. So I was trying to figure out where I can jump in there. And I couldn't, the, the economy last year was so hard. I stayed out here a month and a half, I couldn't make it shake. So I called my people up in Detroit, like, hey, I'm about to come up there. You still got the house for me? Yep. Mm -hmm. I shot to the Dusty D. So I stayed in Detroit all last summer from like June, July, August, September, maybe till October. 
But that was that five hours was killing me because I was coming back every week. I still was doing what I needed to do because I this is my business, my son, this is my life, this is my yeah. family. Yeah. You just can't see me. So when you stop seeing me on social media, that was me going in the dark. Because my my best offense is you not knowing how to pin me down nowhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if I yeah. stay moving and it's only one of me and 59 of y'all, then I feel like it I I'm I'm a move, I'm gonna be the one to move around. So I went from Detroit to Evansville because I got uh, I got so many partners around the country, man. Mm-hmm. And when I call them up and say, hey, man, me and my family about to move down, it's like, oop, come on. So I moved to Evansville because it was closer and I got further along in getting ready to transition because ma- making a move to move out of, out of state is a hell of a move. And then to be moving to one of the most uh, expensive, populous, you know, m- most popular states in the country where everybody go for vacation, that's a hell of a move. Yeah. So it, took some shit and you know I want to say this because a lot of people don't know this about me so when I married my wife right I decided to do the 100% thing you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying and so my wife she's a beautician by trade cosmetology she's still Mary Kay but I don't know what how much money she got I don't know when she made I don't got nothing to do with that I, everything that I do for my family is on me right mm, okay so you're gonna make a move like that where you done gave me your your daughter's hand in marriage it's my father-in-law i'm speaking about mm. i'm gonna tell you i'm about to take your daughter a thousand miles across the country back with just us and the family mm. i got to make sure i can stand on that mm. so in in order for me to really be able to say okay i'm i'm leaving here i gotta be able to take everything that i love with me that's willing to go Right. And I was able to do that. And so that was what, that's why I stay in the dark so much because one thing I'm going to always do, I'm going to protect what belongs to me. Yeah, yeah. Period. And so that's what you saw, man. You saw me finally wake up, put my phone up, get off social media, figure out myself, heal, because I have mental health issues and I can admit it out loud and I ain't the only black person in America with them. Come on, man. But, uh, <laughs> I honestly say, and I know yeah. what my mental health issues are. And when they raise up, I know what to do. Shut yourself off. Talk it through. Pray about it. Fast. Exercise. Read books. I'm gonna show you my. I'm gonna just turn it. See, I got a bookshelf back there, right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm serious about it, right? And uh, and it's it's a collection of of things that I know I can pick up one of the books on there and it'll send me back where I need to be. So you me rebuild. That's, That's what's up, man. Man, do you? Uh, I know you love the city. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, you know. Is there is there a plan to come back or is it like hey absolutely man what? okay all right cool yes cool, sir cool. all right cool yeah, man. I love Indianapolis like a like a uh it's a, it's a sickness yeah yeah, yeah. I'm I mean there. I seen you out there fighting in the streets man, man so I know you do I know I'm you do I'm there and I'm, I love that city right yeah it's just the people some of the people in the city they haven't grown mentally yet. Mm-hmm. Where we still like we we a double minded city, real bad homes. Mm-hmm. We want peace and we want to grow and we want to be together. We want black businesses, but what we can't stop entertaining the foolishness. Yeah. We can't stop being on every corner. These little dudes' mamas. The reason why they're not there because they mama hanging out at Riverside or she hanging out at this place. So we haven't woke up yet and said either. I, I can't. I'm, I can't be a double minded man. Mm-hmm. I can't be both serve God and Satan at the same time. I can't do it. So my job right now. Me knowing how God, what he do with my life and how he done put me in position, I'm rebuilding again, right? And now, you know, I have a publishing company. I got books that I'm, I ain't, not just the ones that I've already put out. I got new books. They got an NFT market out now. So me, I'm rebuilding this. So by the fourth quarter of this year, yeah, oh, man, the lights gonna come back on. The lights gonna up, come man. back on, bro. That's I promise. Man, if, you know, man, I, I say this, bro. Um, if if I was talking to someone else, man, you know, I'd probably be like, ah, okay. But man, I seen you come from prison to organizations. You know what I'm saying? So I know definitely, you know, you someone that can do it, man. And man, I, you know, I'm a rock with you, man. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and I want to transition into something, man. You just said because you said something. We were texting the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, you were saying uh, you had to go to. Um, you had you were headed to a I think you was headed to a um I don't know if it was a Trayvon Martin oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so man I, but 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 I, I do want to be 
I do want to be responsible and respectful to what just happened. You know what I mean? There was a shooting and I think it was Buffalo. Uh, let's be clear as Buffalo, you know, it looked like it was race driven and there was a lot of lives lost. So I do want to send up prayers and um, definitely, man, to, to all parties, man. And just, you know, it's it's it, it's it's a sad situation, man. And um I kind of wanted you. You 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 said you t- went to the Trayvon Martin, and, and before we started, man, we was having you know we were we were discussing a few things, man. And um, I guess, man, you down in Florida, man. So you in that uh, <laughs> stand your stand your ground, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I kind of want to, man, you know, as a black man, you know, um, when you hear these conversations, when when you see things like you just seen as of recently, um, and like I said, man, I see you in the, and you and you and you was in the you you in the dirt, you was in the mud getting it man for for the city and you know i guess what 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 does your mind go man when you start when you see things like this which we've seen over and over but like as of recently just yes a couple days ago man you see this thing do do with the ar you know he he got nigger written on the gun and just you know just killing black folks man like what what do you go where's your mind go man just emotionally and just like mentally where do you go there when you Uh see that First of all, I would like to also say, man, a shout out to every one of those victims and every one of those victims' family members and just the, the entire city of Buffalo and then to Black America. You know what I mean? Yeah. I keep my sympathies out. But what I when I see stuff like that, I get I get afraid. Mm. It makes it makes me nervous, scared, so to speak, because not for me. I'm a, I'm afraid for Black people mm. because we so blinded by materialism, mm. entertainment in a fictitious future that we not paying attention to what's going on right now. And when I say a fictitious future, I that's what I was going to ask you. What, what do you mean by that? People got these creations in their brain that I'm going to be better next year. I'm going to do better next year. I'm going to get mm. better next year. I'm going to open my business next year. I'm going to open my daycare next year. I'm going to do this. Next. This is what we got this future that we live in and it's like a carrot and we always chasing it but we never really chase it. What causes that though? Um, in your opinion? Not, not believing in yourself because you haven't seen nobody like yourself accomplish that. So it makes you like it's a ceiling that you put on yourself because how dare I try to be better than shit all the, all the people around me. So I, I just think that's that's a, a part of it. But um, you asked me something specific and I did not want to miss it. You just said, what, what, what did you say specifically? Just like how it made you feel, you know, when you see. Oh, yes, sir, Buffalo. And I said, it makes me scared because we under attack like real bad, right? This is and when you say we, what do you, what do you mean? Who do you mean? African-Americans, black people, okay, Moors, okay. whatever, minorities of uh, African descent, okay. specifically who I'm talking about. There's a lot of other groups that's under attack, but when you hear the word, the dude was anti-Semitic, mm-hmm. but you went to a black community and every time they say he's anti-Semitic, they, you make them, they make you think he's talking about Jewish people. He didn't go to the synagogue. No, he targeted black folks. Thank you very much. So if you look at us being targeted by just regular racist people with ideologies, they can run in our churches. Not too long ago in South Carolina, they ran and killed six of us in the church. Yeah, yeah. And then today or a couple of days ago, they go kill 10 or 12 of us. And when they do this, they never they're not killing the young dude. They always they kill our old people. So (laughs) what they're saying to me, y'all killing each other, black males. So we ain't really worried about having to whack y'all. Y'all gonna whack each other. We gonna hurt the stuff that y'all love. Like they kill our women in an alarming rate. The police done it in Louisville. They done it in Miss Bland in Texas. We'll kill your old people and you're not gonna do anything. Mm. And I ain't mean and react violently because that's not gonna get us nowhere. But certain traumatic events are supposed to shake a community to the degree where some sort of change happens as a result of that. Mm-hmm. So when I see mass shootings like that, and then I watch the law enforcement pile up and they acting like they've done a hell of a job, we're going to let give him life, no doubt. Cool. Mm-hmm. You're, you, that's your way of telling us, be cool. Y'all don't do nothing. Y'all don't get mad because we locking his butt up. Yeah. How did he end up in the police car safe when so many young black males that don't even got a gun don't end up in the police car safe? Yeah. How every time they slaughter us real bad, the police end up taking him down the easy way and getting him into custody when our young black males don't even have to have a pistol, don't have to do nothing, you're not going. So to me, it's imagery. We in the middle of a soap opera, like they showed us with George Floyd. 
I'm gonna show y'all a whole nine minutes tape of a man's kneeling on another man's neck until he died. Yeah. And y'all not gonna do nothing. But the trick is, they want us to do something, Mr. Fred. Mm. They can't wait for us and our young people to gather up downtown, throw rocks, have riots so they can kill us off and lock us up. Mm. So I always say, what do we do in response to this? We need to start having real community meetings, elect community leaders, you heard I didn't say let them pick themselves, elect community leaders, make sure we put some, some governance around them. Like you've seen in Black Panther, go get your elder circle mm-hmm. and take over your own community because it, what is it going to take for us to decide that we have to help ourselves? If that yeah. don't do it, that could, that's my grandma, bro. But let me ask Why? you a question. Let me ask you. Yeah. I, and, and, and I'm feeling where you're going, but let me ask you a question. Let's re- let's rewind and let's go back to you. You made a statement and you put a scenario of me and you in a room. Yes, sir. And like you said, eventually we're going to be and you get along. You, you feel where I'm going? <laughs> OK. All right, all right. So so how do you answer that? Because that's what's going to happen. No doubt. I agree with you 150 percent. Only way that you can prevent that from happening is you have to look at the examples of old. You have to go look at what happened to the ones before us and what was the signs and symbols, because that's what ruled our conscious mind. What what should they had saw? What should Martin Luther King had saw before he got up on that balcony with them two traitors? He should have known them dudes ain't with me, man. And they and look what Jesse did since Mike he been dead. He took over his spot, tried to beat him. Tried and, to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look at Jesus. I always use this as a perfect example because Jesus is a black man. That whole the whole Bible is a black history book until you start naming other people by name, Greeks and Romans and other, everybody else and his brothers. So when you go back and look at Jesus's move, look what Jesus did. He gathered up these 12 men. Mm-hmm. He knew one of you dudes is gonna get me. It was, this ain't new. Yeah. Jesus was so intuitive and he, it's you, it's you. This is the difference. This time we supposed to get up, walk that dude out back and bang him mm. and get him away from the circle. Not take his life, Bang him and get him away from us. If we see that weakness, if we hear that, then you can't act like that didn't just happen. Leave here because we're trying to protect our livelihood. We just want to survive. Like this this thing that's going on with us now, the next two to three years, Holmes, black people and even the middle class, we better get in survival mode Mm -hmm. because nobody's checking for us. Nobody's going to make sure we cool. So we better start now making sure we, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, no, nah, man, I agree. I, do, I Yeah, I agree, bro. I agree on the survival mode, man. Um, because, you know, I think like what happened, like eventually in life, if you go on this coast of thinking it's just going to be cruise control, you're going to end up running out of gas and you're not going to know how to survive. You know what I'm saying? And I totally agree on the survival mode of understanding how to maneuver in these places and understanding, you know, um, understanding just like the politics and just understanding like what you got to do for your family. You know what I'm saying? And it, you got to learn how to survive, man. I, I totally agree then. You know what yes, I mean? Sir. And I want to, I want to make sure too, and I'm going I'm to stop so you can ask me whatever, but I'm going to look at the camera and say this to you, man, your number one job as a black man is to make it back to your family safe every day, man. You don't have no other obligations to no social causes, no riots, no movements, not to ride with your homies because I learned this personally, man. When I was in that box, nobody stood in my role as a man besides the dudes that was hitting my baby mamas. That's it. Mm. That's all. Nobody raised baby Shane. Nobody raised Shanae. Nobody raised Eric. Nobody held my grandma when certain things happened to her. So I learned my number one job now is to make it back home to who I belong to. That's yeah. my wife and children. So yeah. with that being said, I'm going forward. I'm gonna help as much as I can, but I, my duty is to survive for them through this pandemic because they need male leadership, yeah. guidance. You know what I mean? So that's, that's what I'm saying to every man, man. Make it home every day. Man, that's that's good, man. Come on, bro. <laughs> Definitely. Man, I want to ask you, man, and, um, you know, I, I want to, before we go into seeing, you know, what's next, man, um, y- you've been through 
your journey has been what it's been. We just talked about it. We've been doing this for about an hour or whatever. Man, how do, do you do you still trust people? Because doing the things that you had to do, man, it was that you had to you had to um, you had to have somewhat trust in people. And it sounds like, man, there was a lot of people who went opposite ways and just like throughout this process of what you're trying to do, like you said, non for profit, just trying to build and trying to, you know, make sure. Are you do you trust people and with is it going to be hard for you to trust people again, man? Or do you, how is that? <laughs> I guess, because uh, I want to know, man, because it's just what you told me, man. It's just like, you know, it's already, you know, you come from a space to where I know, like you said, coming from the streets, coming out the penitentiary, you know, I know you knew how to maneuver and move the streets in a certain way, but you got into a space to where you had to let down your walls and be able to trust people. And it seemed like that cost me. <laughs> yeah, so are one you gonna <laughs> one of the guys, one of the guys that crossed me the most, right? Yeah. His name is Anthony Hampton. He got the little program on the south side. Me and this dude already knew that we was we were we we not we can't be cool because my neighborhood and your neighborhood been beefing and I was one of the figures, but I respected you because when I was in jail as a 19-year-old, you was already like 26 or 27, and you was my OG. Mm-hmm. But when I seen him doing the work out here in this field. I put my pride to the side. Remember when I told you, they told me to go build up five of them? Yeah. He was one. I went to his neighborhood. I told him, listen, I know we ain't, we can't be friends at all. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sow money into your organization. Every I'm going to pay you $2,500 a month, and I'm going to sow money into your organization every week for the next month to see what you do. This mm-hmm. is an op of mine. This is a total dude. It's the op. We sit in my driveway. I had a big thing in my thing, I, and I'm, I already told all my guys he was coming. So, and he bought a couple of guys. I'm okay with this. I'm from the old school. Yeah. It's like a mafia sit down with me. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. Two bosses talking. Yes, sir. And I don't mind what whatever is in the back of your brain. Leave it there. This is about the community. Mm-hmm. And I said that to say this is where I, I answer that question. Do I trust people? I trust people to beat people now. Mm-hmm. I know the nature of people. I knew he was eventually going to bite me, but somehow in the back of my brain, I said, maybe he's just as solid as me. Because yeah. I'm not going to bite you, dude, at all. I'm not going to sneak you. And I assured him, every time you come over here, I'm going to make sure you make it at least through Hallville. Yeah. Way, it ain't nobody, ain't nothing happened to you over here. Or none of that. I was dead real with that guy. Yeah. And on my, on my downfall, he jumped up on his soapbox, man, and dogged me on social media. And I, Dang. I couldn't look like <laughs> I wanted to say, bro, your wife watched me like you told me my wife love you, bro. You the realest when I was kicking that bread out. Mm-hmm. I want to say, damn, man, like your wife didn't think to come and tell you, man, that's the same dude that put bread on our table. That's the same yeah. dude that on the south side that bought all this food. And like, that's that's that dude. So I said that to say once I seen that I was willing to open up again and trust to, to a degree. Yeah. And I realized that other people hadn't grown and matured to that degree. I learned real quick last year, my trust is with nobody. <laughs> yeah, Bro, yeah. Not even people with my blood in their veins, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't even think everybody has a malicious intent. I think some people will hurt you out of ignorance and not mm-hmm. physically hurt you, but just mm-hmm. per- uh, perpetuating rumors or yeah. sitting around when somebody's talking and they know the real deal. So no, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'm ever going trust in that capacity, but I'm always going to trust humans to be humans. Mm-hmm. But that don't mean yeah. I'll never trust an individual. You can earn that because I'm not going to be let that make me some weirdo, but... Yeah, man, you just said something that was key, right? I think a lot of people, man, I think a lot of people go into, you know, they go into fear mode mm-hmm. and what happens is they go a lot of times once you go to fear they go to survival and them going into the fear of the, and that survival that's when they like no stay here a little bit longer so you know, but they just go into the fear and then they go survive and they think they do what's right and sometimes it's not like you said it's not malicious it's not it's just that they've never been put in a position 
that maybe you had them in and where it's like, no, just ride a little bit longer. I'm telling you, it's going to work. And they just, you know, like you said, and that trust goes out the door, man. So, I, you know, I know that's that's like you just said it is humans. <laughs> you know what I'm that's what I trust. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, man. Man, Shane Shepard, man, what is what, what can we expect, man? We just talked about like from from chapter one of me meeting you and then going through the transitions of the the programs to having to fall back and go coming to Florida, man. What what's next, man? I know you said you want to be back in that, but what can we, you know, what can we expect? You know, a timeline of where we're gonna see you see you again, man, and you know, in a in a positive manner, man. Man, well, this is this is what I'm what's in my uh, planner for the year. I'm a, I gotta finally expose people to where my strength come from and where my power come from and why I'm so blessed and what has happened. So I gotta start shedding more light on God, mm-hmm. or I won't be on social media. So I'm gonna lose a lot of my following because when I come back out this time with my social media platform, I'm building a community of people that want something different. Mm-hmm. Needs you you are, you 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 want information that can help you grow. I don't want social media like it was no more. I don't care about thousand likes or some views. I, I would rather have ten solid people who understand what I'm trying to do and, and willing to go on that journey. So I said that to say I'm a Hebrew Israelite by by bloodline. Mm. Uh, my faith. Somebody asked me the other day. They heard me use the word Yahweh, and I don't push that down everybody's throat. Yeah. Yeah. But that's simply being a person that goes by the Torah. So when I come back to the light, I'm not only am I doing that, that's the first and fu- that's my biggest thing I'm doing. I got to shed light on God for the gangsters, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And for the gangsters, girls, the dudes who don't believe that people like us deserve to be called saved or whatever. Like, what's the definition of that? Because whatever it is, I'm that. You feel me? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely 100% saved homes because like salvation means to me for one you got to know and understand and know who your god is and then that relationship that you have with that god you can see the fruit of it it's bare and whether that be you just being alive and well some people know that they barely deserve to be alive so once i see my god doing what he do how he do in my life i'm committed i'm locked in ain't no change in that and most of us we be quiet about that personal relationship with god because it ain't cool to be all godded out and but that's yeah. been my foundation the whole time, homes. Like I'm a prayer, I'm a faster, I'm a dude that'll go into the darkness and just get with God and then come back out. And I still fire up a blunt, and I might even say some cuss words. I don't got to do it. For sure. You feel me? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Made it so weird about God because people think it's so restricted. But when you get with God, it's the most freedom you ever get in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's my number one thing, and number two. I'm reestablishing and restructuring uh, my publishing move, man, because I put part one and part two out, but part three is a big deal. And so that'll that'll kind of wrap up my trilogy as far as my uh, Respect Revenge series go. So you'll see me in about a month, month and a half, start to do a hard push for that part three. Uh, I'm getting off into that NFT world. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm doing a little read and research about some NFTs and kind of how they work. They say it's going to be more millionaires made out of that NFT uh, time period than it was during the dot-com boom. Yeah. And I plan on being with that. So, you know what I mean? What's up, man? Yeah, that's what I'm man, on. I want to ask you this, man. And, um, you know, like I said, man, I'm going to let you get to your evening, man. But, like, one of the things, man, I know you said you want to return home, man. But, like, um, being a podcaster, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And I heard Boosie on one, man. He was like, most people, when they make it, or when they try to do start doing things to be to better themselves they have to move out of their hometown because mm-hmm. people don't want to see you they want to remember you as the old Shane Shepherd and when they see you make progress they like who he think he is he's better so he's saying like man you got to get away from your hometown to get better do you ever think about that in that sense i know you said you love the city and you want to come back and i want you to come back you know what i mean the city needs needs this but have you ever thought about like man let me spread my wings elsewhere and do these and do some of the the work elsewhere and then hopefully you can trickle back to the city is that something or you still you know has that something you thought about you know what i mean so I think I think you misunderstood me when I said I'm coming back to the city. Oh, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> I already dusted my sandals off. Ah, okay, 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 okay. okay. You you coming back to visit? <laughs> I come back. I'm a, I'm gonna have very specific 
things that I'm gonna be doing that'll draw. Uh, okay, people. okay. But when I come back, it'll be it's 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 almost an event. Oh, I got you. I got I'm going to hear him talk. I'm about to get his books, girl. Cause that's our that's our guy. Oh, respect, so those, respect, people, respect. those people who I'm their guy, they get the opportunity. But the okay. rest, I'm not right. big. Okay. But what I'm gonna do with the city is I want to put us, I want to put us on the map in a, for a different reason in a different way. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody, yeah. you know, we got a lot of talent. We can rap. We got spoken word. Like we the. Uh, a minor sports capital of the world like it's a lot that go on with indianapolis but there's really there are not a lot of conscious you don't you, you when you think indiana you don't think like a conscious smart intelligent black man that's not what you come to your head you mm. think larry bird cornfield white folk this mm. is yeah so i move around this country and i've already done it from each coast homes I, i'm a real good representation of indianapolis okay okay people love like man bro you from that bro <laughs> well that's what i'm doing for the city right, right I, go, I put us on my back my books are based in indianapolis so niggas get to learn about 38th street hardy these niggas in florida loving it yeah. bro this your hood yeah that's yeah. the hard part so Okay. Okay. It's, it's, you know, kind of on my back, and it's a oh, lot of cool, cool. Kind of on their back, you know what I mean? All right, man. I wanted to make that clear, man. I, I, I mean, not make it clear. I just wanted to be, you know, I, I was if just I, like, if I live there, Fred, get me together quick. It wouldn't even, it, it wouldn't even take a month. Okay. It wouldn't even take a month because it, it, it is. I'm not going for no foolishness, I and so when I, you know what I mean? And I, I, I just, it ain't. Nah, funny. man. Yeah, stay away, bro. I need yeah. to see. The, I need to see you shining still, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Here, like every. Man, every couple of weeks I might pop up, but just now that I finally got where I'm, I probably ain't gonna be back so often. You know what I'm okay, saying? Okay, okay, man. Respect, man. Yeah, man, I'm cool. I bro. respect, man. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Man, Shane, I respect, man. I appreciate you, brother, man. We gotta do this over and over, man. You keep making this progress, man, and keep doing your thing, man. I, you know, you ain't a guest on our show no more, man. You family. You've been on, been on once, twice. This you family now, brother. So, okay, well, I appreciate that, man. Man. yeah, man. Where can they find you, man? Is there anything that think you know as far as promoting where you know? get the book and all that kind of stuff man where can they you know and get I always go to hardpartpublishing.com h-a-r-d i mean h-a-r-d-p-a-r-t publishing.com i'm still shane shepherd on facebook i'm still shane zulu shepherd on instagram and that's it man and shout out to stakes is high podcast man because a lot of dudes a lot of people ran and made that move during the pandemic when it was convenient when they thought that was their way but you was a pioneer of that thing already in our city so yeah. shout out to your podcast of being you know one of the originators and still standing strong on your on your move man. I my brother you. man i appreciate you man that's what we try to do we stay in our lane man we ain't in no mess i wasn't trying to you know we just try to we try to promote man our people and like we doing right now brother when I, sure, I, I called in, I was going down, checking a couple of them out. So I'm gonna start checking them out, man. I appreciate sure. you, brother. Appreciate yeah, you. Man. I, I hadn't been checking. I'm, I'm gonna start checking them out again, man. Do what my I dog. do. My dog, man. I appreciate you, brother, man. Hey, man. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, man. Please, if you want to hear this and listen to this episode over and over and over, you can go to. Like I said, most podcast uh, platforms, that is iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Go there, man. Like us. Listen to it a thousand times over and over. Um, also, uh, you want to reach out to us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That is Stakes is High Pod. Find us there. And if you have any concerns, any questions, or you know someone who needs to be a guest on our show, hit us up at Stakes is High Pod at gmail.com. Cheer. And man, Shane, man, I don't know if somebody might want to reach out to you, man. You might say some encouraging words, man. Are you opening them, reaching out to you and thanking you or just saying, yo, whatever, you know what I mean? Jump, jump in my inbox. Right jump on, in brother. my DM. It's, it's easy for me because I, and I really answer them. Some people still hit me up for just my brain, just some my advice. So if you feel like, man, I might be somebody that can help you in any way, Man, don't bother, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'm just one of God's sons, man. Right on, man. Stand up, dude. I appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you for listening to Stakes is High Podcast. Peace.